Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence, and if you don't know, I am a producer at 670 The Score. Follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Ecknerwall23. Why, why do you keep saying that? You said that they like us to say that. Who likes us to say that? I don't. Like, I, I missed that memo. I read a thing. They were like, hey. People or your old time listeners know who you are, but your new listeners might not know who you are. So, oh. some bitches, you don't know who we are. Well, that's Chris Tannehill. He's a 670 <laughs> score producer, Parkinson's Beagle. And I'm a father and a husband. Yes. You got a, You got your address? You want to give that to him, too? No, I'm good. All right. Um, at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked on Socks. Socks, short for White Socks. I'm just making it real idiot proof. You know? Yeah. And I'm just being a dick. I also like, so- I, I like traveling. I like yeah. time off. I don't have a lot of it. I like uh, I got a smoker. I like smoking meats. Uh, I like I, long walks on the beach. <laughs> yeah, all those things. Uh, at Locked On Socks, it's on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Three one two five six six eight seven two seven to reach us on the voice message or Locked On Socks at Gmail dot com. Just talk to him. It's Chris Tannehill from 670 The Score and Locked on Socks. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, Herb. And we're brought to you today by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked on Rooms. Oh, boy. We got another mm. clunker here to, to discuss. But uh, first and foremost, I, I you know, uh, hand up here. Uh, I, you know, I felt like we didn't do a great job. And I'm not even going to say we. I mean the royal we as in me uh, because I'm the one that kind of – I'm the driver of this, of this ship here. Uh, not saying that you're not an equal part, but in terms of the direction, uh, I kind of you know control the momentum, and you know things begin and end with me sometimes. And I feel like we didn't talk enough about last night's game. We probably could have waited till the post game was over. I know we had some quotes for you when we did our show yesterday, but now we've got some sound. We're gonna hear a lot of sound today, uh, trying to explain what the hell's going on with this team right now. But the biggest issue here. Uh, is what's going on with Carlos Rodon. And we talked about it in the show yesterday about how he was not feeling comfortable coming out of that ball game yesterday. And this is uh, concerning. So here's Carlos Rodon talking about his, uh, you know, I guess general fatigue salute from yesterday's post game. Just disappointing. Disappointed in myself to go out there and give up three runs when they put up three runs for me. Um, that's a shutdown inning, and you know, that's on me. So honestly, it's pretty shitty. You've uh, obviously been experiencing some soreness after certain starts the last few months. Is this sort of the same thing that you've been dealing with in the bit past year? Yeah, it's just normal soreness. Nothing crazy. Carlos, is this getting very disappointing at this point after everything you've gone through and finally you're near the end of the season and this has come up more than one time? Are all these questions going to be about how I feel? Is my question to you guys. Because I'd like to talk about the game. <clears throat> it about how you feel only because Tony made it sound like there was some concern of, for your, you know, abilities moving forward. Are you concerned about the next few starts? No, um, I think we're good. Thank you, guys. So that's how he ended the post game yesterday, Carlos Rodon. And, you know, uh, 
Carlos Rodon, you know, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he is usually a good guy with the media. He's not a particularly a great quote. Uh, he's not a very uh, uh, open guy with dealing with the media. Um, when when you ask him the right question, uh, he will he will give you a good answer. But he's not a guy that uh, adores talking to the media, and that's fine. Not everyone does, and uh, for the most part, he's, he's pretty accessible. But he's a, he's a quiet guy, and so you know a lot of people were upset at the way he was was treating the media yesterday you know uh, everyone has a bad day I, I tend to give him a little bit more leeway on that when you look at Rodon there it's clearly a competitor who's not feeling good who's got a lot on his plate um, he's you know slated to start a, a playoff game here in short order he's also on an expiring contract on a prove it deal so when, when you're going through soreness as he did yesterday at the end of the season when you're supposed to be uh, resting up and feeling good heading into the postseason, it's not a comfortable spot to be in. So I, I don't begrudge him uh, that he's not a jerk often, and uh, you know he, I wouldn't even call that jerkish behavior. It's just kind of short with the media, and he's frustrated. And you catch a guy in the heat of the moment there after a game. So he says he's fine, and we told you yesterday. Coach Tony says they're concerned, and yesterday in the post game, Tony also said that they would probably not throw him in his next start. So that's pretty concerning, but then, you know, you wake up in the morning and then Tony meets the media before the game yesterday, and here's what Tony La Russa said about Carlos Rodon's uh, future uh, over the next week or so. The idea of getting him ready for the uh, Tuesday game against Cincinnati, um, I know I think he, his comments after the game was that he was tired, but he also said he was sore, and he was sore this morning. Hopefully it's just normal soreness and uh We'll do a bunch of stuff to get him ready and, and, and uh, keep our fingers crossed that Tuesday he's good to go. There's nothing that uh, that you guys found today that would you know indicate that he wouldn't be ready to go for the playoffs or anything like that? I think that's why, you, why he needs to go on the mound just to evaluate that. Um, you know, we're assuming he can make one of the spots, but yesterday was, uh, was not a good day. So he's got another shot uh, next Tuesday and uh, hope there'll be a better result so we can be more optimistic. Tony, uh, back to Carlos for a second, if you will. Uh, when when a pitcher comes off and tells you, and the pitching coach says something isn't right, do, do you do you hesitate going forward with this? I mean, I, I know you can only go with what the pitcher says and what the doctors and the, the training staff tell you, but, you know, does does your gut tell you that there's some hesitation there for you? Well, I mean, we're definitely concerned. I mean, that's... That's why, you know, his, you know, yesterday was, uh, was Monday. Normally he would, a normal rest, he would pitch with four days rest and he's not doing that. He's getting twice that much. So, but it's kind of a pattern we've, we've established all year long to give him extra rest and he, it's really worked. He's, he's, uh, taking the extra time to stay sharp and stay strong. That's why yesterday was a disappointment. Uh, but he made a lot of pitches, you know, he made 60 some pitches and just as he got into the third inning through the third inning. So, Maybe lack of uh, command explains part of why it was such a an effort. But yeah, hesitation is a good word. We're not we're not assuming anything. Just you know, just try to do as much as you can, and then and then uh, be optimistic it'll work out. If it's not, then we we'll, we'll, you know, make an adjustment. It's a lot going on here. So you go from on you know uh, Monday evening to yeah, we're not going to throw them. And then obviously you have the luxury of having MRIs or whatever you do, and all of a sudden they're going to throw them next Tuesday. 
I don't know if that's such a good idea. This is this is bad, folks. This is a guy that was going to, at the very least, be guaranteed a start in the postseason. If you know, we've talked about it. We talked about the one hundred eight guys, whether or not who you're going to throw in game one. Uh, about a month ago, Carlos was my game one guy on the road in Houston, and then you go Lance Lynn and, and Giolito. But uh, now it, you're you're talking about at least him being in the first three games. But now. His future is very much in jeopardy, and it seems like they don't know a lot. Carlos is not willing to divulge enough information. We don't know uh, what's going on here, but all I know is that it's not good, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with them feeling like they have to run him out there next week. I know you have to, at some point, test that arm and see how he's feeling, but uh, I don't feel good about this, Herb. What say you? Like, if he came out in the third inning, we uh, chronicled yesterday, 89, 89, 90, and 91, Forcing fastballs, if that was what he came out with and then build up to 97 like he has done earlier in this season, I would be fine. But those were like the last pitches he threw. He got Hannes Haas on that 89-mile-per-hour elevated fastball, but 89 will not get it done for Carlos Rodon, not at all. And when I see him early in the game throw 96 and then go with that same pitch to 89 not on purpose – I have some troubles leaving the game with only, what, 68, 69 pitches on the day. That's troubling for me. So I don't know what happened from where he had major concern about him, salute, last night into, okay, he's going to pitch next Tuesday versus the Red. Did somebody call? What happened? The, he His performance didn't change. It was bad. I just don't know what's going on. Just we're adults. Don't lie to us. If you have concern, have concern about it. If he is fine, tell us he's fine. But this vagueness going on right now is just and him leaving the press conference kind of in a huff. Yeah, it's he's a competitor. It's after the battle, but he had many many hours to cool off after that one. As we said, he left after the third. That press conference happened after the ninth. So whatever his problems were. He had a time to cool off, period, and a time to think about his answers. But you leave in the third inning, and we're not going to ask about your health? What the hell are you thinking, bro? You've been injured your whole damn career. Now, come on now. Let's go. Yeah, man, and I, and I think this, this feels very much to me like – Tony saying, "Hey, um, so there's no structural damage uh, on the MRI. So what's going on here? Uh, either you're up or you're down. Like, because th- what else can you do at that point? Is is ask him if he's good enough to go? And and Carlos is saying, yeah, he's it's just normal fatigue. But you know, I don't know how you can feel good about this thing uh, going forward here. And I guess you we're very much in a wait and see until his next start. But I can't imagine all of a sudden he's going to feel fine and and good. I you know, I'd be inclined to just you know what." Dude, why does the next start matter so much? You know, this thing will already be clinched by then, uh, barring a complete disaster. Uh, but I don't understand why they feel they have to run him out there. Just put him up. You got time here. Put him on the EIL again here for 10 days, retroactive to yesterday. And he would still be able to be back, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, so, you know, that, that's you got two weeks left in the season, uh, retroactive 
to yesterday, so you got time to do it. I don't understand why they just don't do that. Give him the maximum amount of rest. Have him throw a side session and see how he's feeling some way at the latter part of, of that 10-day period, and then just go from there. Like, you know, I, I don't understand why you're risking it putting him out there next Tuesday other than the guy's telling you he's good enough, so you, you have to run him out there. So I don't know. This is uh, this, this story is uh, still being told here, and it's, uh, it's not a good one because you're talking about – uh, this is this is your your one of ones here early on in the season, and here we are uh, not being able to rely on Carlos Rodon as of right now, and it sucks. And uh, there's a lot going on here, and you look at Dallas Keuchel as maybe a guy if the Sox are lucky enough to advance in round one. Dallas Keuchel probably going to be a guy you're going to have to rely on to make a start in a postseason series in an ALCS if you're if you're lucky enough to advance. So there's a lot going on here. So I guess just keep it right here, and, and I'm sure we'll get. A little more clarity. Rakan, I would think, would, would speak because he's going to speak to the media once this thing is clinched. You would, you would think uh, he's probably going to be on the score. You know, he'll he'll do a, a, a Zoom call with, with the media. No, yeah, I think he will. Uh, he'll be on a Zoom call with the media, and he'll talk about clinching and how the, you know their work is not done. But he'll be asked questions about Carlos Rodon, and maybe he can provide a little more clarity because right now. Uh, when you're on the road and and Coach Tony is your the public face of your franchise, uh, it's not a, an enviable position to be in because uh, he doesn't have all the info, and uh, you know he just he doesn't you know it's just it's not clear a, a line of communication exactly what's going on here. So uh, more to come on that story, but it's it's not great, and uh, neither is the play on the field. Back after this, Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Herb and I will be hosting the Locked On White Sox room soon. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation as you listen to us every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with us and may even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on White Sox podcast through our Green Room conversations. So go download the Green Room app now for free. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and sports i can't wait to join you guys on the app i'll be sure to let you know once the lockdown white Sox squad is ready Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever, folks. All eyes are on the gridiron, and teams are back to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface. With even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use our promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet 
all your favorite sports. That's Ben Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget our promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online. I wish Carlos Rodon and his shoulder was the only problem uh, with the socks, uh, even though it is a pretty big problem. If everything else were clicking, uh, you know, on all cylinders, then we'd feel a little bit better about it. But the play on the field has not improved here, and the White Sox drop another one to the Tigers, five to three yesterday. And yes. This game will be hours upon hours old when you are hearing this recap first thing in the morning, but the issues in this game uh, are omnipresent with what we've seen the past couple weeks on and off. I know they took that series in Texas, but uh, this thing is not getting better. It's not getting tighter. It's not getting any cleaner heading into the postseason. This is why you're supposedly resting guys is to to get things uh, tightened up a bit here, but this team has become an absolute chore to watch right now. But I'll tell you this. Uh, there will be postseason baseball on the south side, okay? You're going to get at least one game, uh, and uh, two weeks from now, we're not going to be talking about games like the one we had yesterday. So I, I'm not telling anyone how to feel. I'm not telling you not to freak out because the, the baseball I see on the field, it offends my baseball sensibilities, and it's not getting better. It's only getting worse, and it's supposed to be getting better because all your guys are coming back, and it's not getting any better. Uh, but just overall, Herb, another just a pitiful uh, performance and a little bit of bad luck thrown in there. And Dallas Keiko was fine, but overall, just the, the the overall quality of play is not good right now. Not at all. It's just disappointing to see them playing this poorly down the stretch. And I don't think it has any correlation. Like you play poorly down the stretch, you play poorly in the playoffs. I don't think any team has that. People will bring up 2005. I got it. But. This team is losing to teams, and Detroit is coming, guys. They're good. They're a really good, solid club, but that team shouldn't be competing with the White Sox like they are. They're just making the White Sox look really bad out there. Hey, but have you heard, Herb? Have you heard since June 14th, the Tigers uh, are for the first-place team in the Central, not the White Sox? Congratulations. You- <laughs> I hope you uh, hang a banner up there in De- Comerica. Um couple ill-advised throws by Tim, like uh, the first one where he didn't get charged for air. That's a tough play in the hole, and him to throw the ball off the bag, understandable. But the other one where it hits the net, ugh, it's just really tough. But i got to give credit. Last night I slammed him, Cesar Hernandez. Tough play to his left. He He's going into the outfield. He's throwing against his body. Perfect target right to uh, Jose Abreu. He did that perfectly. But, yeah, Yohan uh, Mangata. It's fundamental. He hits a great ball. Left center field. Thank you. And the play is right in front of him. Number one on my list today. Talk you to him. You don't get thrown out at third base with the first out. Like, you have, I mean, you know, he was hitting six there, so he has only Lurie and, uh, what was that, Engel and Hernandez behind him. But still, let them get the, you over. Let them get you in. You do not make the first out or the third out at third base. The play's in front of you. If you get thrown out and the play's behind you and you got to depend on your third base coach, fine. Not great, but fine. But this right in front of you, you can see it all the way. I just don't know what's going on here with this team. Yeah, man, and the, this is the cardinal sin of baseball, man. Never make the first or third out at third base. And I don't know. There's probably an analytics person out there who's gonna be like, "Well, actually, your chances of scoring got an out at second base." Like, you know, they're gonna tell me all that, but I don't care. It's just an old axiom, and I find it to be true and a very sound logic. But of course, right after that, uh, Leary singles on the next AB with no one on base. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that would have happened if Moncada was there, but you know, in a ballpark like that where it plays so big, you're not, you know, you're playing for you have to manufacture runs, and that's what the Tigers did all day. And yes, they had a lot of bleeders go through, but that 
you know, I, I'm conflicted because you, you you tell these guys not to play hard and you're resting guys. You're not telling them not to play hard, but you're telling them to play cautious and don't get yourself hurt out there. And, and Yoan is a guy who, you know, after coming off the COVID battle last year, and I'm sure, you know, he's got his legs got to be barking at him after playing a full season after what he went through last year. But yet, you know, no IL stint for him. He's been out there. He's a gamer. Uh, that seemed like a needless play there. That was not only uh, dumb, but like as he was approaching second base, I was in the office with our with our buddy Shane and uh you know he was saying 333 and I'm saying no 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 like at that point in the game like you know it was with nobody out that's I don't want my guy pressing on the wet field to 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 get a, a triple with nobody out like it, to me that's that's unnecessary just when you think of the the situation and the game and and the the elements out there and with all the the soft tissue injuries I don't need my guy out there uh, with a hustle triple uh, at that point in the ball game, it's just it's useless to me. And of course, uh, it's all the difference in the ball game as the the, the game was tied for uh, for most of it until the later innings. But you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. You know, the first inning, bottom of the first, the sloppy defense. You know, they were able to peg scope at home plate um, uh, on the on the double because Adam Engel couldn't execute a proper cutoff. Now I don't know who was supposed to be in that spot there. He ends up throwing to second base trying to to nail the runner. Uh, and they do just barely get the relay in at home, but uh, Scope could have easily scored on that play with one extra bounce here or there, but just sloppy, sloppy execution. It was an ag- aggressive send, no doubt, by the Tigers' third base coach, but you know they were able to get the guy out. So, But it's just like the little things, man. The devil uh, is in the details here. Bottom of the third, Tigers. Uh, that first run set up on what was uh, called a wild pitch, but Yasmani's got to come up with that ball. It hit the dirt, but it also got more glove than dirt. So the runner gets on second base, Reyes, he advances to third on the wild pitch. Then, of course, you get the bloop single from Badu, and now it's the kind of day it was out there. You could not have thrown that ball over Tim's glove any better than that. But that's the problem here when you have Dallas Keuchel out there is you're you're basically at the mercy of, of bad luck every time he throws the ball because it was a wet surface out there uh, with with contact hitters and they had a solid game plan. Um, you know, Leary had that that line drive pop in and out of his glove. And again, you can credit that to that was the a rocket. Yeah, you credit that to the elements too. You know, that's a ball that you know usually on a on a on a warm dry day, probably that ball probably sticks in the glove a little bit there. Um, and Yo has that in his back pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, he's a different player. It's not like Lurie's a bad player and he's playing everywhere, but Yo is yeah. a different third baseman. We talked about that the other day. Yeah, man. So, like I said, I, I can't – and the and the offense today just did not come through with the big hit. You know, the, the Tigers had the right approach all day long, get a runner on base, get him, get him over, get him in uh, with, with, with the aid of a, a lot of seeing-eye singles today, a lot of balls just getting under gloves. But that that's, that's the name of the game, man. That's how you have to play in that park. And the, the White Sox have not gotten better, really. Uh, playing on the road, you know, there was a frustrating moment with Abreu today where I thought he hit one that was going to be way gone, and the wind like just kind of carried it slowly to to left center there, and you know, I, I thought that was going to be the ball game right there, and they 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 do get the tying runner up in Leury in the bottom in the uh, top of the ninth, but you know, Leury strikes out, and it is what it is, but you know, I would like to maybe see Gavin Sheets there in that spot, somebody with a little pop, left-handed pop, and in your short porch out there and right, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it's what it is, you know, in the grand scheme, that doesn't matter too much. Uh, you know, I, I don't think, but you know, I, I almost can't blame this team for their performance because, like I said, you, you've seen—I've never seen a team maneuver so much stuff with the IL and, and rest. And you know, I don't know how hurt a lot of these guys are or were. I'm not saying they—they they weren't. 
Um, but we, at the time, we we said, okay, you're this is the one luxury you have of having this large division lead is you can set it up any way you want. And we both said, I believe. Uh, looking back on this, like, yeah, I would I would rather have the healthiest version of this team than try and press for the best record, uh, whatever. And if you got guys that have injuries, like, rest them. You know, we, we want the best team on the field for game one of the DS. And, you know, we're probably still going to get that when it's all said and done. So you're not trying to get too caught up in these games. But you have these guys being told – basically saying the games don't matter and then you, you can't get upset at the level of play afterwards and 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 coach tony spoke to it uh after that and i'm gonna you know get your thoughts on this but here's what uh, tony said about just basically what's going on with the team right now i think we need to concentrate you know more i don't i don't think we're playing tight i just think that we've gotten off our game in places i mean there's still if you think some of the plays that have been made I guess they haven't got me. We're still making plays. We're not making all the plays. We're having that fast, but not enough at fast. We're making pitches, but not enough pitches. You know, the, you know, we gave up, you know, singles or two outs you know, at the end uh, to put them ahead. So, you know, there's, there's ways to prevent them. That's why you just – first place you check is, you know, how hard we're competing and then how well you're competing. Because you got to do both if you want to win. So this is why – coach Tony's here is to you know he's seen it all been through it all yet we're in a situation where he's saying his team is not focused not concentrating enough I, I don't understand what's going on here Herb and, and why this is happening I know you have a lot of guys that haven't been there before but I'll just before I get your thoughts here there's an email on this topic we're not going to open the the bag officially but this is from Mike and Portage Park it sure seems Tony's boys are the same as Ricky's boys we were told that a new manager would help this team stay focused and keep the pedal to the metal instead the same lackluster play down the stretch like in 2020 is making the Sox back into a back into a playoff spot and really looking disinterested while doing so. I know teams that don't hit make everything look worse than they are, but this now looks like the second year in a row of a struggling offense into the postseason. No longer a manager issue, but an organization issue. What say both of you? Uh, thank you, Mike, and Portage Park. So we're, we're not alone, and people kind of see uh, the parallels to last season, and that's we're supposed to, it's supposed to be different this year, Herb, and it just isn't. I mean – I don't know how many times I got to tell you people. It's not the manager. He <laughs> doesn't matter that much in wins and losses. It's the players. And I can give them a see. This is a unique season we had last year. So this season is a unique season because you're coming off of that one. Like, I don't know. They haven't won a, a division ever before. Um, most of these guys and coming off that short season last year. This is a slug. This is t long as hell. So I'll give him a pass on that if that's what it really is. But I think he, like any competitor, when they are in the lineup, would want to compete as well as they can. And there's got to be somebody in there. I don't know if Dallas Keuchel's thing last year resonates with this team, like, the player is not good enough, so the ears will be shut to that specific person. You know what I mean? Yeah, plus we talked about it last year, too, how it's very rare when a pitcher can say something and have it resonate across everyone in the clubhouse. Like, But I think last year it did because you're talking with a young team. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And Dallas spoke in the postgame as well, and he had no real answers. He's like, he's, he's seen it all also. And, you know, he, he's, he talked about the long layer, layover they're going to have after the season ends and when the, the DS starts. And even if they're playing their best baseball, they're still going to have it uh, come to an abrupt halt. So they can't get in any rhythm either way. So it, either it, it, all this matters or none of it matters, and we're wasting a lot of time here. 
Yeah, I just want them to figure it out. Like the old uh, <laughs> big, our guy, the big, big cat, the big cat gif. <laughs> yeah. yeah, figure it out. <laughs> That's my favorite. You know, just that. do it. Like I don't. We're I was on with uh, good guys talk back. Uh, Nick and Patrick over there, and they were like, "What is a realistic?" goal for you on the White Sox because everybody wants them to win the World Series. I know you said World Series because you said it at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But ALCS for me, I said that at the beginning of the year. If they go down while giving maximum effort, I'll be mad because they didn't win the whole thing because anybody would be. But at the end of it, I'm like, you know what? They had a limiting factor. That other team that beat them was better than whether it's going to be Tampa Bay or Boston or or uh, Toronto. That other team wanted it more. They were better than the White Sox. Let's go back and get them next year. They lose to the Houston Astros in the first round. I'm going to be furious. I'm going to be apoplectic. I don't care if they're better. That's where we went out last year. That's a stalling. That's not anywhere we need to be as a, as a team, as a fan base. We'll all be pissed, I think. Making the playoffs two years in a row is a stepping stone because we never have done it. But that's a small stepping stone. That's a specific thing to our bad franchise in its history where we've never been to the playoffs in 100-plus years, two years in a row. So I would guarantee these guys, they want to win. They're trying to win, but something's not clicking. This is the first time they've had the top six in and they've lost and they didn't score at least eight runs. So I'm perplexed on what's going on right now but there's time to fix it that's all i could say hopefully uh, uh get rained out some later on today i hope they do <laughs> so they can have a restful sleep and go to cleveland and celebrate the championship on the field yeah man that that would be nice and we'll talk about the, the tomorrow show uh, in the next segment here but just real quick capping this like i i've you know i've really i'd be, obviously be very disappointed if they get if they get bounced in the first round but i think maybe that will uh, maybe kick this franchise into high gear and maybe spend uh, towards the, the the top of the league and not you know be middling in terms of payroll and it does payroll doesn't always equate uh, wins and losses but I think if you're really trying to you know uh, strengthen this team around the margins like spend more money spend some more money smartly I'm not saying they've been done with their payroll but take a few more shots here and I know they did they took some shots by letting go of uh, Adam Eaton. Uh, you know, and eating that money, but uh, you know, maybe that's something you'd look at. But I've I've come to, to terms with all this. It's it to me, it, it is what it is. All you ask for as a baseball fan is to be in the dance, which they're going to be, and stay out of that goddamn playing game, which mm-hmm. they're they're going to, they're not going to be in that game because you would hate to play one sixty two and wind up in that playing game and get bounced with with your ace, you know what I mean? You don't even get a chance to a real shot at it. So you you I I've, I've been saying this a lot to people, you you surrender yourself to the gods of variance when, once this thing starts because it could look dramatically different in 2 weeks and all the things that we're talking about now, you know, they they could just disappear just because baseball is weird and stupid and random, you know, they could all of a sudden start hitting home runs. We got to get Eloy going. You know that that much wow. is true. That man I had thought it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, you know, but we, he did have the right center field stroke. The ball just was hit right to I think uh, Akil Badu. Yeah, he he went one for five today. So back to back days with a hit. Uh, hopefully the the you know, but it, that's a funny thing too. Luis Robert has gotten better this year, and and you're still like trying struggling to find ways to put it together. Uh, Tim had two more hits today, so I think he's coming around. Like I think he's got to work on the timing with the glove a little bit, but that comes with more reps. 
uh, assuming he's feeling good. Abreu with two more hits, you know, and this thing, you, you're supposed to be in a better position here because all your guys are, are healthy and rested, but it's just not all, uh, they're not meshing as a cohesive unit, and that's frustrating. And, you know, and Yasmati Grandal is playing uh, out of his mind offensively. You know, so you shouldn't be going through this stuff on paper, but you just are. And that's why baseball is so maddening, but that's why we love it. So, you know, I, again, if you want to get mad at the level of play and if it if it looks familiar to, to teams that you've seen in the past, like last year's team, that that's fine. It's fair to draw those comps because at least you're talking about the same players. But miss me with all the 2005 bullshit and how this team did that and that team did. It has nothing to do with this team this year right now. Everything is different. You know, we wanted them to clinch up there in Detroit just like they did in 05. That's a good, you know, it means nothing. All right. So, like, you know, this, this, you know, all you can compare it to is last year. And you'd like to think that they got better with experience and, and getting kicked in the ass in the postseason was beneficial to them. But again, this is a first time for a lot of these guys. Being in a, in a comfortable division lead is something that a lot of these guys haven't, uh, you know, played with before. And you have the people from the top down saying, "Hey, you know, that don't don't play too hard. We want you healthy for the postseason." So we'll see where this thing winds up, man. We'll preview tomorrow's odd show next here on Locked On White Sox. Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Don't you love freedom of choice? That's what we love about this country, right? Well, it's no different at BuiltBar.com. They have so many different delicious flavors for you to try. There's something for everyone. Every Built Bar fan that I know, they've got their different favorite flavors. I have mine. Herb has his. Mine, of course, German chocolate. Thankfully, I still have a surplus here from the last time I ordered them. I'm down about 25 pounds now. Thanks to our friends at Built Bar, I've been replacing a lot of those bad sugary snacks with Built Bars, and it's made all the difference. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and of course, German Chocolate. So if you haven't tried all these great flavors, great way to get introduced to something new is mix it in. Get a mixed box of Built Bars. That way you can try something new along with the flavors that you already love. So when you get the mixed box, you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And best of all, they're not only delicious, they're also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and just four to five grams of net carbs per built bar all delicious all good for you order today built bar the official protein bar of u.s track and field go to builtbar.com and use our promo code lock 15 and that's going to get you 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com this episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at DirecTV. Welcome aboard, DirecTV. Does this sound familiar to you guys out there? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally Get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Direct TV, get your TV together compatible device required content varies by package all i can tell you is uh, tomorrow's show here uh it's very much up in the air because in the post game today that the Sox were talking about how they're not even sure if they're going to get uh the, the afternoon game it was supposed to be a 12 10 
start once again in Detroit. It's supposed to be Ronaldo Lopez and, and Casey Mize. And uh, Ronaldo has, uh, you know, the Sox have thwarted my dream of, of having Ronaldo Lopez pitch the Sox into a division championship so that way I could play the, the clip from Scarface. The little Lopezers, they won the division today. Um, what should they fix the umpire? Uh, so they're not going to allow that unless Cleveland comes back and loses, uh, <laughs> unless they snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Because as we're recording this right now, Cleveland has already won, so there's no chance for the Sox to uh, at least uh, we won't be able to talk about a clinch uh, after the Sox game so they'll have to wait until what the, what Cleveland does afterwards so I'm not sure what we're going to do for the show tomorrow our initial plan for you know we talked about it for this show had things gone well and gone right we were going to do a little mystery science theater 3000 over the first you know the final three outs of the uh, Cleveland game and sort of do uh, an anticlimactic uh, division celebration recap but so that may have to be put on hold till tomorrow and we'll figure it out but this is uh you know it's going to be an odd clinch when it happens or not you know maybe they'll clinch on 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 cleveland's field and we'll be able to just do it nice and clean uh but uh that that's where we're at with the show tomorrow and uh yeah it's just just becoming a chore man that's all i can say (laughs) we're (laughs) as frustrated as you guys are but uh all i can say is in two weeks none of it matters man Exactly. That's uh, what I'm looking forward to. It's just winning that championship, relaxing, and all the rest of the games just being gravy. And then finally getting to that playoff. And yeah, we're I I'm not even thinking about that second place thing, the home field advantage. Oh, that's that's they're, done. Yeah, they're not even they're not interested in it. So I'm not interested in it. Wait, are the so Astros do you think the Astros are gonna arrest anyone? Uh, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> you, you think they're you think they're just going to stop playing and rest? Yeah, everyone. Zach Zach Greinke's going to get his juice box, sit on the sit Indian style <laughs> somewhere, and not pitch for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah that that's done. So get get, get ready for a game three. Uh, that place will be rocking on the on the south side for game three, and uh, Dylan Seas will be taking the ball, and, and I'll be taking um Shane's seats too. Okay, he'll be in. You he'll be in uh, Las Vegas at that time. Game three, October tenth is that, the day. I that's right. That's be. probably going to be. Uh, is that going to be? You know, we already talked about this. I don't know. If we'll be doing a recap of that one, maybe. No, or is that? Uh, yeah. No, the Bears play on that day, yeah, so yes. we'll probably there'll probably be an afternoon game for both the Bears and for the White Sox. So it'll be yeah. Bears post, and then right into Sunday Night Football. But, so. but we told Mitch we're bi- we're bigger than U.S. Steel, and Mitch is like, "No, you're not bigger than the Bears." I'm like, yeah, you're right about that. That's correct. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, we'll just be doing it here on the Locked On Sox podcast. But yes, if there is a game where the White Sox are playing and there's a clearance and it's a night game, we'll be on the score. So you can hear us there. Remember, I told you we're both 670 the score producers at the beginning of the show. <laughs> if you're a new person, we'll be on the score for post game. Only if there's a clear game where there's nothing else going on. Yep, that's right, man. So, so oh. That- but you know what, what today? You know what today deserves? Uh, today de- de- deserves a, a little farmio here on the way out. Have a great night. Don't talk to me tomorrow about what happened, friends. I know I'm going to see you at the health club. <laughs> perfect. I mean, it's the perfect night, like because he would have. I know if I was doing the board, it's like Herbie. Got to play September for me, WF. It's yeah. <laughs> the perfect night to play it, friends. Oh, do you, th- you think Eddie would be uh, would be swearing when all those those ble- little bleeders go through the pass balls, uh, the the bad base running? You think you think Ed would be cursing up a storm during the break? Oh yeah, <laughs> look at yeah. this guy. Yeah, <laughs> what's he doing? 
<laughs> Darren, what's he doing? What pitch was that, Darren? He was the pitcher. Why kept it happening, Darren? What pitcher was? It was funny. It was good stuff. All right, I miss our guy, Ed. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have a, a show tomorrow. I don't know yeah. what it's going to look like. Uh, you know, whatever. You know, it's what it is. Maybe maybe we'll we'll recap it and then we'll 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 have a live feed of that Cleveland game and uh, we'll celebrate that way because it will be your 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 go between. We'll we'll be the closest thing you guys will have to the White Sox being on the field uh, celebrating. So we'll we'll be here hopefully celebrating uh, as we do the show here. But that's all I got, Herb. I think the gloomy weather also plays a part in this whole thing. So that is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill. I'm Herb Lawrence at Kernwall23, and we are Locked on Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Locked on Socks.